You are listening to Time to Revive. This show is designed to help you get the confidence to share your faith in everyday life. The music in the background is Revival from Third Day. Hey guys, it's Mark Bird with Revive Ohio, and once again, we're back for another episode of Time to Revive. I'm actually on location today, and I have a guest co-host with me. Super excited about today's program. With me today is Elisa Beisner, who runs with me in Revive Ohio. Elisa, welcome to the program today. Thank you. It's great to be here. Yeah, and so, man, this is a cool topic. As you guys know, we've been unpacking this thing called the heart of the Father, and it's such a big topic because it's really important because getting to know God, getting to know Daddy God, I guess, is so vital to understanding how much God loves us. And that's what we want you to know. We want you to know today we're going to start looking at how God actually pursues us, not looking for pursuing us to punish us, but actually looking for a way to lavish his love on us, like the scripture says. And so today we have a few scriptures we're going to share with you, mostly so that you understand this doctrine is not just something we dreamed up or pulled a scripture out of context. But I want you to know that God loves us and is pursuing us at all times. So let's dive into this today. And we're starting in Matthew chapter 7. And it's interesting, we're going to start with verse 11. And it says, if you then, Jesus speaking to us, if you then being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask him? So here it is saying, God wants to give you good gifts. And he just wants us to ask him. He wants a relationship. Knowing that his pursuit of us is continual, he's saying, man, I want to give you good gifts. And all you got to do is ask. Interestingly, and as you guys know that have been listening a while, I'm going to take this in context and pop back a couple verses. Because you might think, well, God's pursuing me, but I got to ask. Well, listen to this. This is how he describes it in verses 7 and 8. Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds, and to him who knocks it will be opened. So God is just an ask away. That's his heart. If you want a little bit more proof in that, I want to describe to you how God is a gentleman. So he will never barge in and overtake your life and cause you to do something that's not of your own will, but of your own choosing. And the proof of that today can be outlaid in Revelation chapter 3. And this is how it reads in verse 20. Behold, and this is Jesus speaking again, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and dine with him and he with me. So this premise of God pursuing us, he's standing right outside our heart's door at all times, waiting for us to give him an invitation. Yes, he's pursuing us, but he will not overtake our own will. He is looking to lavish, as I mentioned, his love upon us always. But he's a gentleman. He's waiting on us 
to call and he will answer. Elisa, what do you got on this? Well, first of all, I just think that's so powerful. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I'm I'm imagining you're right there with me that there are times when the Lord feels distant and we can't see him in the midst of what we're looking at in our lives, in the midst of all the chaos that's happening, all the struggle. But I love that this is such a good reminder that he never leaves us. He never forsakes us. He's always there. He's always waiting on us uh, to really lean into him. And yeah. so even in those moments where we say, Lord, I don't see you. I don't, I don't understand what's happening. That doesn't change his pursuit of us. It doesn't change his love for us and his faithfulness that he will always always be there for us so i love that it's so powerful if we really understand that he is just waiting to lavish his love upon us so in one of my favorite verses with this is psalm 23 6 your beauty and love chase after me every day of my life the lord's beauty and love chase after us every single day Man, if we can just get that in our hearts to truly understand what that looks like and just the depth of love that our Father has for us. Another one that I love is Zephaniah 3.17. The Lord your God is in your midst, a mighty one who will save. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will quiet you by his love. He will exult over you with loud singing. Now, this quiet you by his love that can also be translated to make you speechless. Mm, yes, he does. His love is so deep as to make you speechless as we truly try to wrap our minds around and understand what kind of what kind of love that really is. And man, that doesn't sound like a love that he hides away and that he you know, really keeps himself. No, he rejoices over us. He sings and exalts over us loudly. I mean, that's not, yeah. that's a big deal. That's not something he's, he's quiet about and that he, you know, keeps away from others, but he's truly exultant over his children. He loves us deeply. And you know, really, Elisa, I'm thinking about this. When, when you really begin to understand a, that he just loves us, period. But then when you begin to understand the heart of the Father and how much he loves us and how he's waiting to pour it out, just really upon us calling upon him, then it really makes you understand what it would be to lean in. I think you used that phrase even, yeah. to lean into that heart. When you understand that that heart of the Father is a heart of love purely, Yes, he's a just and a righteous God, but his heart is purely love. In fact, the word says that God is love, yes. right? And that is who God is, and that's who our Father is. And then you lean into that heart. You lean into that love. And I'm telling you, the Bible describes a rest that is available to us. Mm, yes. To those that are his children, when you lean into his love, when you lean into his heart, there is a rest for us that remains, it says. And you know what? There are times mm -hmm. when I know I need that rest. Amen. Right now is a prime example in our world, but you know, it, we're always there. Where how would we just love to have a peace that passes understanding 
Well, scripture says we have that in him. So as we lean into him, even in the roughest times, even when we want to run, we want to figure it out ourselves. We want to, you know, whatever our go-to is in the flesh, the Lord says, lean into me. I will give you that rest. I will give you that peace. And even to think, I mean, really, what can we do about so much of some of these major (laughs) issues? Not to say that we don't have a big part in affecting society. However, compared to the power of the God of the universe, what can we do, right? But as we lean into him, as we pour out our heart to him, who better? Who better to give us peace? Who better to handle every single burden that we have on our hearts? Yeah, I mean, he's called the Prince of Peace, right? So he is definitely the keeper, the giver, and all things about peace. And man, in these troubled times, especially that we're experiencing now, man, we need to lean in and experience his peace. You know, Elisa, this reminds me, too, of uh, James chapter 1, and there's verse 17 that says that every good Mm. and perfect gift is from above. Well... Listen, here's where it explains this. And it comes down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. So, man, that is telling us right there that God has gifts, He has love, He has light, and every good and perfect gift that we know comes from the Father above. And so, man, we just have to ask, seek, and knock, and it's available to us. And he, I think what he's saying here is, trust me in this. I've got it. But it's those times when fear comes, when trouble comes, of which Jesus promised it would. But it's in those times, and he says 365 times, fear not, right? He's saying, I got it. Fear not. 365 times, one for every day. And I know some days are more than others that I need to be reminded that God wants me to trust him and fear not. So Mark, some people might be saying, yeah, that sounds great, but how do I really, how do I really get that kind of relationship with the Lord? How do I press into him? What does that look like to actually lean into him in a way that I'm receiving his peace, in a way that I'm, you know, really receiving his love? What would you say to those people? Yeah, that's perfect because we always try to provide a practical answer to, you know, yes, we can read scripture and yes, okay, I hear that, but like, how is that done, walked out practically? And the answer to that for me is this, how do you go about experiencing love from other people? How do you tap into that? Well, you actually nurture, cherish, and work on your relationship and again it's not i need to earn god's favor it's not that you already have his favor you just ask seek knock lean into that love right talk to the father it's not like you have to pray for 27 minutes it's not Mm -hmm. like you have to pray 14 prayers in a row like to earn something like you don't have to pay for anything because god already loves you and he just wants to talk. And that's what prayer is. It's just that relationship, that's what worship is. It's just talking to the Father, loving on him, asking, seeking, knocking. That's what we do in prayer, but really just realizing that the Father is ready 
to answer our prayers because many times we throw up a prayer and we go on and we don't let God answer. It's just listening. Yes, exactly. So sometimes I think we get in this place where, you know, like other relationships, we would never want to be one-sided where we are the only one talking. We are the only (laughs) one. You know, that's not a very good relationship, right? right? So taking that time, I think, just to listen, to be quiet with the Lord, to hear what he has to speak to our hearts. And some of you may have heard him audibly before, but so often it is it is a knowing, it is a, a deep knowing and hearing the voice of the Lord internally and through scripture even. Of course, his word in scripture can be such a light to us today, such an encouragement to us constantly. Yeah. And so those are some really key things to developing that relationship as I'm sure you've heard before, but as a reminder, this is two-way. We want to hear from the Lord, and we also want to share with the Lord. And through that, we develop more and more of a true understanding of who He is, and that love becomes that much more tangible and that much more real to us as we spend time with Him in the Word, in prayer, just going about our daily lives. Yeah, you know, Elisa, I'm always reminded of this when I'm thinking about these types of situations. And I'll ask those of you that are parents, maybe grandparents, like what is your favorite time with your child or maybe your grandchild? And isn't it when they come, sit on your lap when they're little, and just begin to dialogue back and forth? And it's that picture that I have with my Heavenly Father. He's just looking for that dialogue. He's just waiting to lavish us with His love like we talked about earlier. And so as we wrap up for today, of course, like every week, time just flies. And we just scratched the surface. And that's why some of these series just go on and on, as it seems. But there's so much to unpack. There's so much to understand. But just accepting his love and realizing and trusting that he loves us and he wants to show us. God demonstrated his love for us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And that's Romans 5, 8. So thank you for jumping in here. Thank you for co-hosting today, Elisa. And I appreciate all the listeners tuning in and hanging with us on this. We want you guys to be encouraged, refreshed, and blessed in Jesus' name. And now we are excited to move into our testimony portion. And with me on the line today is my new friend, Caleb Ingram. And Caleb runs a ministry in Dayton, Ohio called Declare. And they actually love to declare the praises of God just like we do. Caleb, welcome to the program today. Hey, Mark. Thank you so much for having me. I'm honored to be here. Yeah. And so we're continuing today in the series, The Heart of a Father. And really, you know, how important is it as we've kind of dug into this and peeled back some layers, man, we've discovered that this is a really hot topic. Hot meaning it really sets us on fire because how important is it? Caleb, in in your experience, right, how important is it? To know really the heart of our Father, to know that. I think it is so important because it's so central to our relationship with God. Yeah. 
and really understanding uh, one, one who God is. So that's part of maybe a, a theological element of just understanding. But then uh, even getting out of the, the big words around theology sometimes, just realizing that God is full of love for us, yeah. a Father's love, a perfect love that we might not be able to fully understand. But I just, I think that's, for me, uh, it has been a game changer. And I think for everyone, it can be that, wow, God is pursuing us with the love of a father, the perfect love of a father. And so uh, no longer is my ministry to try to impress God or have not be upset at me, but he's pursuing me out of the father's love. Well, and that's a really important point. I feel like Caleb, a lot of times people think about this real strong pursuit that we have to make towards God and you know like mm. like he's really far away but really the truth is as you get to know the father's heart i love how you said that he's already pursuing us yeah yeah what you mentioned made me think how god was first pursuing us is that i've had some conversations with some friends even lately uh one guy grew up in a pretty strict background he would say and so his idea of God was this this God who was only a judge. And God is a judge, right. but he's also a loving and righteous judge. And so he had this idea of this judgmental, harsh God. Um, and one thing that has been so impactful to me is realizing, even in the Old Testament, where you, you see some pretty intense stuff, right? There's judges right. and different things. It's like, whoa. But even in the Old Testament— um, it, when the the tabernacle was completed, uh, and even the instructions for the, the building of the tabernacle, the theme there is that God wanted to dwell with his people. That was the Father's heart coming out, even in the Old Testament. So even before Jesus came and was born and lived and was crucified and rose again, and the Holy Spirit was sent to dwell with it, even before all of that, that as far back as the Old Testament, the, the Father's heart was to dwell with his people. And that was really the heartbeat behind the, the tabernacle. Yeah, and when you think about pursuit, I mean, this is, think about this, Caleb, when we have our own children, right? When we're fathers of our own children, and we so desire that relationship with our own children. And we find ourselves coming and looking for them at times, right? Because they're busy playing or whatever that is. And it's like, that's the heart of a father, like looking for more relationship. And I think sometimes yeah. when you have conversations with people, I think sometimes it's revelation to say, hey, just turn around. God is right there. He's not far away. And then the other part is, Caleb, is that it's difficult. I think it would be difficult to serve a tyrant God, just being mm -hmm. real and honest. Like if, if you think of God as this big, meanie, bully, tyrant type of guy, it's really hard to serve someone like that. I think it would be exhausting because, again, it comes back to I have to do all the right things or else God will be so upset at me or so disappointed in me uh, or so mad at me that I, I have to do this. And I, I think it's kind of like if, if you've ever worked under maybe a boss or a supervisor, there just isn't a great boss and they're always just coming down hard on people and really super critical. It's not a working environment where anybody thrives because right. it's always just, okay, I've got to get it done or else I'm going to be in big trouble. And usually people don't stay in that workplace long and they look for somewhere else where there's a much 
healthy work dynamic. And I, I think part of that is because it's a reflection. Uh, God desires our leadership to be a reflection of, of his character. And so we even see here in the physical how it plays that if you have a harsh boss, it's not a good environment for people to work under. And so if people have that understanding of who God is, that they, they might think the big boss, right? God is harsh and judgmental. I mean, if I don't get it right, he's going to smite me and send me to hell forever, whatever else right. like their, their idea might be if they make a little mistake. Um, it, it would be exhausting uh, just trying to keep up with that. But thankfully, that's not the case. Right. That is definitely not the case. And, you know, I think it was Henry Blackaby that put it this way. He said, God's at work and he's really inviting us to come along. And that's a different thing, commanding versus inviting. And, you know, God yeah. does have commandments, but I think he's inviting us to partake of his goodness. I have a quick question for you, Caleb. Mm hmm. So I've heard stories of people who have found that God was pursuing them even when they weren't looking. Have yeah. you experienced that at all? Yeah, I would say in different ways throughout my life. So I grew up in a Christian home. So kind of from as young as I can remember, uh, I was taught about the Lord and accepted Jesus as Lord and Savior when I was a young kid. So for me, it wasn't necessarily in salvation, but... Um, I definitely have examples of how God pursued me in things I wasn't even seeking him for. Like I, I wasn't even really uh, bringing the, them to him, but he was so good and gracious in his pursuit uh, that he found, he found me and he encountered me. One, I guess I can give as an example, is uh, actually what led me to serve with Declare. Ultimately, what I'm doing now is when I went to college, I was a math major, was planning on going to grad school for statistics, uh, really enjoyed working with numbers, and um, I always planned on uh, kind of what I told God was not out loud, but my head was, okay, God, don't worry, but I'll, I'll tie and I'll kind of give you the extra after I do all my stuff. <laughs> now, I fully believe, I fully believe that God calls people to serve Him in all different vocations. So ministry uh, happens in every vocation, but at least for me, mindset was, God, let me have my plan, and I'll throw you the extra. And God, uh, just through a process of relationships and uh, some just in prayer times and as I was serving, just wouldn't let me get away from the fact like, hey, I want all of you. I want your everything. I don't want your leftovers. I want your life, and I'm inviting you in to serve. And he didn't force me. He didn't force me to, to what you said, Mark, as well. He didn't force me. But yes, that was definitely a time that, God reached out to me, even though I wasn't asking him uh, for that. He was pursuing me. Yeah, I love it. We've heard it described as God is wooing us or he's drawing us. We've heard it described in, in similar ways. But ultimately, he, he's pursuing us because, like he says in the Ten Commandments, I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God. It's because he so mm. desires relationship and fellowship. And so he's tapping us on the shoulder, if you will. He is a gentleman. He's perfect in all his ways. But his pursuit is relentless. Angie? And I think about that. Yeah. And I think about the fact that, well, it's like what I was asking Caleb we always think it's about us. Right. We always think it's us, right? That we had to have done mm. something right for God to pursue us, but mm. it's nothing to do <laughs> yeah. with us. Cause when we're not, we're in our absolute worst, he's still pursuing us. Right. Right. 
and while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us, right? Romans 5, 8, it hits me, hits me every time. Caleb, think about this. In this pursuit, we're about our busy lives. Exactly how you said, okay, Lord, I think I've got it figured out. I think this is what uh, I'm supposed to do. All things are lining up. And Lord, so I'm, I'm turning around. I'm giving that to you now. And so, but God has a bigger plan. And through our pursuit and understanding him sitting at his feet, that is when we begin to discover what his heart is, what his plans are. Mm -hmm. But we have to be still, I guess, if you will, and know that he's God. Wow. Yeah, uh, definitely. So one of the seasons, the most spiritually um, deepening seasons for me was I was on staff uh, at a church, a um, great church in Troy, just uh, serving as a worship minister there. And I was so, so busy um, doing different things in ministry, right? I was busy in ministry. So I had my Bible open. I'd be leading small group conversations with the worship team or with the, the life group ministry in different places. And uh, what I realized is uh, later is I had become so wrapped up in doing all these good things for the Lord that my own personal time just to sit and rest with the Father uh, was the very was very lacking. My, so my Bible was open a lot. It wasn't that I wasn't going to church. I wasn't reading like but no. It, but I wasn't just being with the Father. And then when God led us to transition out of that ministry, actually during just a challenging time uh, with all of that. Uh, so I resigned from that position, and I didn't know what I was doing next. So we we had this kind of this dead space where I was like, mm. Father, what do you want us to do? What do you want me to do? And it was one of the first times that I truly asked that question without limits on it. Wow. Usually we say, God, I'll do whatever you want as long as, long as it's just within seven <laughs> miles of here. And if there's a zoo within 20 miles and salary ranges from here to here. And ben- like, like, right, we say that, but really we put all these limits. So I just, it forced me to rest with the Father and say, God, what do you want me to do? And it was out of that time and that space and that relationship with him uh, again, it was kind of the next step, actually, in this journey to us serving with Declare in this way, which has been uh, a beautiful adventure. But had I not stopped and listened mm. to the Father and heard His heart, that's it. And I had just kept trying to perform for the Lord and do all these things. I never, I never would have been here. That is great advice. And you know, I I would say that all of us probably, no matter whether our childhood was good or bad. I think all of us have somewhat of a skewed version of God the Father because we know in part. And for those listening out there that said, man, I would like to really just get to know God in his heart. That is really what I need to know. And and we've said it is super important to know that. And the only way to do that is to actually stop and spend time with him getting to know, yeah. conversing with him, and then allowing us to speak. Because again, we won't get into this topic deep today, but prayer is not just throwing words up at God, but stopping to hear him share his heart yeah. with us. Man, Caleb, this has been super great and super fast, like they all are. I'd love to have <laughs> you. I'd love to have you back on the program again. We got a lot to unpack and things, but man, for now we're out of time. But I'm so grateful that you took time to stop and converse with us about the heart of the Father and his pursuit for us. So thanks again, Caleb, for jumping on here with us. 
Yeah, well, thank you for having me, Mark. And I believe with Angie, thank you so much for having me today. It's been a blessing. Amen. Thank you. You've been listening to Time to Revive. Thanks for listening to Time to Revive. This show has been brought to you by Shine FM and Revive Ohio. More information about this program at shinefmohio.com. The Shine FM Podcast Network.